Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello Egg Chasers and welcome to episode 5 of the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast available on iTunes and at eggchasers.com. I'm Tim with the usual squad uh, of JB and Phil as well. Hello Tim, hello Egg Chasers. Hi Tim. Uh, Phil, you're looking ridiculously grisly at the minute. That beard is uh, Chabal-esque. I've got a... French training top as well that JB kindly bought me no, um, and when I'm wearing that for training I have been uh, it looks like you've been to Anglesey for three weeks <laughs> I have been likened to Cheval <laughs> uh, right then so uh, on the agenda this week it's uh, away from the domestic competitions and into Europe could it be the last year of European competition as we've had it as well so here's a quick question to kick us off then can you name something more pointless than the Amlin Challenge Cup JB Gavin Henson's stint at Saracens <laughs> <laughs> Five games? Uh, was it two that, games, was I think. It, was it, um, two games. Two games, um, one half game outside centre, I think. Wow. Phil? Uh, an Australian tight head. Very good. That's very strong. <laughs> I was going to say scrum caps on backs. Yeah, that's uh, pretty pointless. But um, just away from rugby as well, the the second half of the countdown clock. Ah, what is the point in did that? Did you have that pre-chambered, like pre-loaded somewhere in that, your back pocket? I had that pre. I had that ready. <laughs> that very good. I, my, I kept my powder dry. Uh, <laughs> while we're on the subject of Europe, uh, you will be seeing, if you haven't seen already, the pictures of all the captains of the teams lined up next to the trophy that they're competing for, be it the Heineken Cup or the Amelin Challenge Cup. Yeah, some of the captains haven't been following our fashion advice, unfortunately, and they're in full kit, looking lovely, looking like they're about to take the field except they're wearing trainers and there's a, a few notable guys Leo Cullen for Leinster is the only one in the Irish quartet Leo Cullen in trainers is not a good look no <laughs> and, and why are they standing in the streets in full kits if you're going to advertise a rugby tournament why don't you do it on a rugby pitch it wasn't even outside a, an iconic Irish building was it it was just like, like outside the it was outside somewhere. the Café Rouge <laughs> well, well talking of Café Rouge what exactly are the French team doing the, what replicating the uh, well Beatles? There's too many of them in the wrong city. Yeah. So uh, what what JB and Phil are talking about there is basically the, the iconic shot of the Beatles crossing on the zebra crossing outside the Abbey Road Studios. Uh, you've got French captains walking across. So there's too many of them. Are these the captains? I don't know because well, James, James Hook's there. He, yeah. and he's James not Hook, a yeah, and Joe Alabd is one of the he's players. He's a pretty as well. introvert kind of guy. Might be a stand-in. It, it does bring something else to the attention. James Hook particularly. Most of the French captains are wearing athletics trainers, like running trainers, but James Hook's wearing some white plimsolls, and it looks even worse than, oh God. than the rest of them. Thing. I think that's what the kids wear now. Tom, yeah, something like that. Oh, dear. Uh, and then the England and Wales picture in the Millennium Stadium. Have you spotted the trainers? There's only one captain Let's have a look. who's wearing them. 
Is that Alan Wynne Jones? No, I think Wynne Jones. No, I think, think they're like forwards boots. Yeah, do his really clunky. Far right hand side. Oh, Nick Abendanen. Yeah, Benders. <laughs> Bell Benders. <laughs> wow. Good spot, Phil. Well done, you. The the one that's most confusing for me, I think, is. Is it Kellogg and Laidlaw on a bike in, in a velodrome? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nothing makes me want to watch European rugby more than two Guys, Scots on bikes in a velodrome wearing trainers on, <laughs> sitting awkwardly and wearing ugly Macron kit. Oh, yeah, that gets Ooh. us to another point. The uh, Glasgow Warriors uh, advert for their new kit, it says at the top of it, uh, what is it? Designed in Glasgow, oh. made by Macron. I've seen that. <laughs> Could anything be less appealing? <laughs> Glasgow, fantastic. <laughs> Maybe designed in Kosovo, <laughs> made by Skoda. Sw- yeah, made by Fruit of the Loom, possibly. <laughs> uh, listen, if, if you want to see the pictures we're referring to, they will be found at Rugby Podcast. If you're on Twitter or at eggchasers.com, our website where you can always get in touch. And on that note, I just want to say uh, thank you very much for listening so far. We've been been doing this for a month now and you know people like yourself clicking on the the podcast and giving it a listen actually got us a top five spot in the uk podcast charts in the sports category which was a bit mind-blowing to be honest so we're finding our way we'll get there uh, so keep telling us what you think at rugby podcast on twitter eggchasers.com uh just a few hellos tom cop nick west mike hickman gary brett adam Thika, gabriella saper some of the latest people to subscribe uh, at itunes um and yeah let's let's crack on with the next one then uh, so we've talked about europe uh, we'll touch on that briefly when it comes to the fixtures a bit later but what a weekend just gone in the aviva premiership what caught your eye jb I have to go with something which is a little bit more unusual. Did anyone see Topsy Ojo's kick? I did, yeah. Oh, mm. my word. Like, you don't assume, if you look at like a very lean, athletic winger, that he's going to find himself in traffic and think, I know what I'll do. A crossfield kick. Yeah, great kick and, and a good finish. Um, what was the name Alex of Lewington. Lewington. He was at Nottingham the, last year. Oh, was he? Came through the Tigers Academy. There's a fair and few lads. Stepped inside then outside of Ben mm. Botica and left him on the floor. Yeah. Nottingham seems to be... Pre- producing a fair few lads at the moment coming through. Well, London Irish have got the connection with Glenn Delaney, the forwards coach. So he's brought uh, quite a few lads from uh, is, Nottingham. Is, is the fly half from Nottingham one of the, one of their fly, fly halves? No, Miles Dorian was from Bedford. But they've gone to the championship for yeah. a lot of their players. I'm trying to think who it is. Uh, which I think might be a, a subject we, that I'd, well, certainly I'd, I'd be interested to touch upon if, when we, if we talk yeah. about funding a bit later on. Um, I, I think that's definitely a, a future podcast topic. Without a question. Um, so, yeah, Topsy Ojo's um, brilliant bit of skill finished off brilliantly by Alex Lewington and a, and a, a win that we didn't predict as well for London Irish. Which wins yeah. did, did we predict? Uh, <laughs> just the obvious ones. Um, we, we predicted a lot of results that didn't go, but that, that's the nature of it. So, uh, Phil, what caught your eye over the weekend? Um, the unstoppable force that is Saracens. They changed 12 out of the starting 15 and still managed to beat Wasps at home, mm-hmm. um, albeit not as comfortable comfortably as they have done in uh, in recent weeks against other teams but classic wasps game keeping but, it tight but losing but, <laughs> with Andy Good <laughs> Andy Good <laughs> yeah. was Andy Good on the bench but yeah Saracens there's the strength in depth as well they look devastating they look yeah, awesome they do. one thing that caught my eye at the weekend was and I think it warrants uh, this music Danny Cipriani tackling yep he had a great game wow is this the new improved uh, DC there's rumours he's back with Kelly Brook. Maybe that's uh, maybe he's happier about his love life and everything's falling into place. But due to Nick McLeod's injury, he got that cameo against Wasps and led them to victory. And yeah, now he's led them to another victory at home to Bath and putting in some uh, a big defensive performance, which we're not used to seeing. Yeah, did, Danny didn't Cipriani. He, when he was playing at Rebels, didn't he get hidden 
uh, like mm-hmm. on the wing or at fullback. Um, in defensive, in, yeah, yeah, defensively, yeah. because they were just targeting. That him. would make sense because Sale have got um, Sale have got experience with hiding fly halves. Yeah, because they used to do Hodgson. exactly the same thing thing, thing with Hodgson. What <laughs> comes fullback? He's, well, he's had more than a few dodgy times, and I, I confess, I thought that's it. Sharks will be shot of him if they can over the summer. Thing is, if they did, I don't see him getting anyone better. I mean, well, no, see, no, but it's just a question of you. You're, you're there, obviously paying a premium for Danny Cipriani yeah. for what he can do, mm. but last season he didn't do it. I, I think what you're paying for is his professionalism and uh, dedication. <laughs> I think that's basically what the premium gets you. <laughs> well, what, he, he, there was an interview with him um, probably earlier this year that where he said he still wants to work towards playing for England again. There's no reason why he can't. I mean, is yeah, do, last, you, do, do you think that could be feasible? It was last management that didn't like him. Nothing to do this lot. Interestingly, though, Stuart Lancaster's whole philosophy about rugby, and I, and I agree, I think he's got a part to play if he um, gets his head down. But Stuart Lancaster, his whole philosophy is that it's about the people and the collective yeah. uh, togetherness of a squad. It's not about individual skill, it's about the right characters, and he's all about the right. And I think that's why he chose Chris Robshaw as the captain. It's like we need someone who's actually. I thought they kind of picked Chris Robshaw because it's the best of a bad bunch. No, well, he was, he was new to the England team, relatively speaking, yeah, wasn't he? But it was just the yeah. right. There's character. No real, there was, there was, yeah. I don't think there's any real leaders in, in, in that team. He had two caps when he was named captain, I think. So let, let's talk about the Premiership for a second then, because five out of the six uh, matches at the weekend ended within seven points. Yeah. Uh, there was a draw, there was four losing bonus points, and there was just Exeter who got the uh, the win comfortably over Gloucester. So here's a question. Is this the best Premiership ever? At the bottom team, there isn't like a London Welsh or Rotherham as there has been in the past. Well, Worcester have lost five out of five, but they, they have got some, some solid players. Yeah, Worcester are a lot stronger than, say, London Welsh last year. Yeah. Or, or even Sale. They look like a much better team. Agreed. I think it is. I think it is um, uniformly across the, the whole league. The, the standard is very good. What's... Slightly concerning is like how few points were scored. Last weekend was good conditions, nice and dry. Uh, only one team exceeded 20 points, and that was Exeter against Gloucester. Every other team finished under well, Exeter, 20. Exeter were the top-scoring team, team last week. Yeah, mm. last week, 29 points. Yeah, I did not know that. Just no. a note from the Exeter game. Have you seen their number eight? Dave Ewers. Uh, Dave Ewers. What yeah. a hero. Born in... Uh, <laughs> Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe, yeah. yeah. Could have mentioned I'm going to put together a Zimbabwe team because I've yeah. got a feeling that uh, Mugabe's made a massive error here. If he knew, <laughs> knew how good the Zimbabwe team would have been, he'd left, left those farmers well alone. <laughs> the, the one area of concern for me is the way that maybe, yes, it's, it's more condensed in the middle and, and towards the bottom, but when you look at Saracens, Leicester, Northampton... Yeah. I, I'm pretty confident one, oh, the, the winner's going to come from one of them. Yeah, oh, but agree. I sort of bath on Friday... Yeah. I don't know, they flatter to deceive from time to time again. At home, when they kind of want to, they'll they'll turn it on and then... And Gloucester at the start of the season, we were expecting big things, things mm. from Gloucester. They've, they've, they've yeah. done nothing, nothing but, they, but you know, they they could potentially ignite. Uh, I, I agree with you, Cocker. The top three will be Saracens, Leicester, Northampton. We're not Mark Quato thinks thinks all that. <laughs> anyway, anyway. Well, no, that's, that's, anyway. that's really interesting. Yeah, quite right, JB. Mark Quato who looks rejuvenated at Sale Sharks, uh, he's come out and said that the Premiership salary cap is being ignored and it's blatantly obvious to everyone in rugby that some people aren't sticking to it. This is the words of Mark Cueto. I'm not saying all, but certainly a couple. Yeah. And the fact that some people have mentioned a couple of clubs, he uh, Mark Cueto said, players know players, we've all got friends at other clubs, we all know what sort of money players are on. London Irish Director, Brian, uh, Director of Rugby Brian Smith in January said... Some cheat teams are clearly cheating the salary cap. And then the chairman of Northampton Saints said, 
I think there are probably a couple of teams cheating the salary cap. And then the director of Premiership Rugby has come out and said they have no information to suggest any clubs are ignoring it. That suggests that the kind of accounting behind this is not very transparent. If they've got no information to suggest that it is happening, it suggests that they just don't have all of the information. Yeah, obviously, we've got to be careful legally here. But um, again, purely our own opinion. Well, let's, how, how can we put this uh, so we can't... They've make... all been cheating. That's all. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't think some of them have well, the money co- to cheat. <laughs> which clubs are you very impressed by the quality of the oh. squad they managed to fit into the salary cap? The, the obvious two are Saracens and Leicester. Yeah. Right? yeah. Theoretically... Is there anything to stop, say, a corporate company which has close links with a club paying someone a consultancy fee to do maybe a few days' work at a, at a very high rate exactly. or whatever? Yeah, and like attend functions, yeah. handshakes. Or maybe board, employ their wife as a liaison. I don't know, because it's a very grey area. Players are allowed to get external sponsorship. So yeah. if, if you're representing a local business, surely that's... Just another form of local sponsorship. And exactly. Why, whichever, if whichever club is uh, best equipped to do that for their players, why not allow it? If, if local businesses are gaining something out of it, the players are gaining something, the club's gaining something. The whole purpose of the salary cap and controlling it is to, to create a level playing field where there's a, the maximum amount of competitiveness between the teams. And I suppose it's worked to a degree because we're talking about a league where anyone can beat anyone. But yeah. we're also talking about a league where there are a couple of haves and... Yeah, yeah, but there's also the a league where a lot of the teams are still not turning a profit. Yeah, a few years ago, I'm sure it was only Northampton Leicester that, that made a profit. I think Sarah Exeter, Sarah Exeter Chiefs Exeter, as well. Okay. Tied into the, the factor of funding is this thing that, that was brought in uh, recently where clubs are allowed uh, a marquee player. I don't know what the actual term is. No, it's not, they're not called a marquee no, player. It's, it's a player excluded from the salary yeah, cap. They're allowed one player excluded from the salary cap, um, which doesn't have to be made public, uh, neither the wages they're on or who it is. And, and compete with the French clubs. It'll be purely wild speculation on our part. Yeah. We don't know. Uh, with purely speculating that Saracens are cheats. No, shut <laughs> oh, no we're not no. speculating that. No, no, the Saracens aren't cheats. <laughs> we're wi- we're just wildly speculating as to who the marquee players might be for each club. So, Phil, you know what the rules and regulations on this are? Yeah. So they've got to nominate one player to be exclu- excluded from the salary cap. Hang on. So if you get the marquee player, he doesn't count towards your. He could be four million on his own. Yeah. Would you be able to fund it? Got you. Um, so the player. He's got to meet one of three criteria. That is either he's got to be a player of the club for at least two full salary cap years prior to the year in which he's nominated. He has not been a player of any other Viva Premiership club during the previous salary cap year or he was selected and included in a national playing squad of any country participating in Rugby World Cup 2011. So reading between the lines there as well, they're trying to stop each other. They're trying to bring talent in. It's there to bring a yeah. big name in from outside the Premiership, from outside but not, the premiership. From, not from a competitor. Or hold on to a big name, yeah. who, who they've got, who might be getting poached. For example, someone who was in an international squad. Right. Yeah. So let's go down alphabetically then. So Bath. Yeah. A few people jump out. Uh, Francois Lowe. Would yeah, be, would that be would be my shot. French clubs would be all over him. He's a what, he's got thirty caps for South Africa. Played yeah. in the match at the weekend. Yeah, starting in the South African back row. Which, which by the way, one of the best games I've seen in a long time. Yeah, that, we, we the... could have a whole section on that yeah. game. That was incredible. We'll go for Francois Lowe as our pick for Bath as a possible marquee player. I looked at Exeter and went. I don't reckon they have one. Just more, not not because they don't have any big names, but more because I just think I could imagine Rob Baxter, Baxter. just going, no, 
We're, we're not the sort of club that has one person. Hey, everyone in, but what about, even. Yeah. What about Dean Mum? Dean Mum would be the. He would be the, that, the, the that obvious be, shout. Yeah. Yeah. The, the man that I'd say is most Ke- likely. Or to. Kerry Sweeney. It, it, it was a toss-up between those two. <laughs> How old is Kerry Sweeney? Thirty-two. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. I think we'll go. I think we'll go Dean Mum there. Uh, Harlequins. Um, <laughs> I thought we were going alphabetically. Think, mm, is that not right? Gloucester. It doesn't matter. Do Harlequins. H-I-G- oh yeah. G G. Gloucester. <laughs> Gloucester. See, this one I find quite tricky. Uh, Cowan. Yeah. Or Ben Morgan. Ben Morgan on because they paid hundred thousand pounds to move him from Llanelli. Mike Tindall a few years ago might have been yeah. commanded, yeah. not anymore. Not so much now, I think he's just happy to be there. He's quite. Uh, he's there. He's, he's, his house is in the area. Zara's living there. The, you know, got, got, got some horses. They can hang around Tetbury on their horses. Yeah, exactly. Akapusi exactly. Quera though. Yeah, definitely. Quera. What a player. Um, yeah, fantastic player. Gloucester's a tricky one. Harlequins, I think I think it's just, it takes, well, let's just say Nick Evans, shall we, and move on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think this rule was made for Nick Evans. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. London Irish. I've actually left it blank, so that's why I think. Yeah. We touched on it. You look at the recruitment they made, massive amount of it from the Championship. Guy who's been starting at loosehead prop, Matt Parr. Uh, Nick Rouse has been starting in the second row. Alex Lewington's had game time on the wing. Eamon Sheridan they got from Rotherham. He's been starting in the centre. Yeah, do, you have, do you have some Jeb... sort of inside track to this one, the Irish team? Uh, <laughs> might, might have. Might didn't have. Uh, Jeb Sinclair? Yeah. Is he, is he still there? Didn't he play for RCG at one point? Did, did he really? I'm sure he, he's uh, one of the, he might have been one of the Canadians. The team which I support, just so everyone knows. Yeah. I look at that and kind of go, actually, I don't know if they're spending the salary cap. Probably not. Potentially not. not. Because they brought in Ian Goff. They had the money to bring in Ian Goff. Yeah, there's a good chance that they're not. Leicester. There's a few. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. There's more, more than a few. <laughs> there's no actual standout players. And uh, was... Two Alagi. Two Alagi, yeah. Two Alagi, yeah. Stand, yeah, that, that player. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, two Alagi then, maybe. Jordan Crean is the kind of person who thinks he should be on. <laughs> he should be the, the excluded player, but I don't think he is. No, I've been Well, very... if it is, well, um, he's just, just on that. His um, battle with Sam Dickinson at the weekend oh, yeah. demonstrated. I think, they're both, I think they're both the same age, uh, both English number eights, and Jordan Crean's got eight caps for England, and Sam Dickinson looked ten times better, making yards, getting over the game line every time, dynamic. Big hits. Um, I, I think I think that's a demonstration again of of how the top players in the championship can just slot straight in in the Premiership. I know Sam Dickinson had some problems with injury last year, but yeah. but he'd come from Rotherham, ma- making a really wow. big impact. I imagine yeah. if you're a forward in the championship or you know a prop, it's a pretty tough place to be. Yeah, you know, it's a it's it, it's a great place to get you know well, you, some grounding, you know, learn, learn the trade. You're no cocker. I think the average size of the forwards in the championship is as big if not bigger than in the Premiership, it's just they're, on average, they're slightly less dynamic. And I think front row um, scrummaging, I can remember seeing Dan Cole Dan, yeah. have a couple of challenging afternoons playing tight head for Bedford and for Nottingham. And for Nottingham, yeah. Mm. Didn't have it all his own way because there's some, there's some gnarly, wise old, uh, yeah, wise old front st- rowers. Streetwise. Go up against yeah. that Alan Paver, the Cornish Pirates <laughs> prop. You're, you're in for a tough day at the office. Uh, so moving on then, so that's Leicester um, taken care of. Northampton. George North. George North has to be. That's what the salary cap's for. That's what the marquee player slash for, surely, right? Come from another league. Most likely. Uh, Which moves us on to Newcastle. Mike Blair from France. I don't know what it is about Newcastle. I just find him completely uninspiring. Two away wins shows a a bit of dog in that team. They're just happy to be away from Newcastle, though. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) When you watch his games in Kingston Park, you think, oh, I just want to turn it off. (laughs) (laughs) Mike Blair, I think, most likely again. Yeah, Saracens. 
Oh, okay, so... Take your pick. <laughs> yeah. Chris yeah. Ashton. On my, yeah, on my notes here, I've, I've just put down God knows. He could have gone with any of the South Africans. Shelters, possibly. Well, so we've got Wasps and Worcester then, Wasps. Wasps. Haskell to get him back. Although, oh, Haskell no. is a good shout, or Ashley Johnson, maybe. Ashley Johnson's not that good, why would you... Oh, he is. Do you reckon? Yeah, he's a, he's a South African international. Well, he's, he's got... Af- he's a right. third-choice South African international. That's probably why he moved. He's got a massive ass, like, pure power in that core. In that core. If uh, farmers bred humans to eat, <laughs> <laughs> he would be what you'd want. Nice to get, get a bit of rump off that and right, shove it on the right barbie. From there. I think a lot more props might be getting this than, we th- than yeah, we've given yeah. so far. Uh, which leaves us with Worcester. It, Are they spending their salary cap? Mirrors. Yeah, Jonathan Thomas. Jonathan Thomas. He's a great player. Yes, actually, that's a good shout. Captain as well. Yeah. Actually, can I just pick... I think this is one interesting thing when we're talking about funding, right? So... I think there's one issue which needs to be sorted out by the RFU. There are some clubs which are getting screwed over, as I see it. People with good academies, but maybe not the big financial muscle of other clubs. If you're a club who produce homegrown academy players and you put them in your matchday squad, you get £30,000 per player to a maximum, I think, quarter of a million pounds. So that's a really big incentive to get your academy players into the first team. Yeah, so that's part of the salary cap, isn't it? Well, that's, that's additional. Oh, that's additional, that's additional from the RFU. It's like a reward. It's like an ince- it's incentivising teams bringing through academy players into their first team. Because there's another incentive as well. Um, yeah. I was reading an article by Peter Jackson in the rugby English paper. English qualified. Players. Yeah. So uh, last season there was a £2 million pot for teams that had more than 65% of their matchday squad on average as homegrown, Eng- English, quali- uh. English qualified players rather than homegrown. And that pot has gone up to three million now. So last season, Harlequins got something like four hundred, four hundred fifty thousand pounds because they had the highest percentage of it's pretty much English qualified of, talent. Almost all of them, except for Nick Evans. There, there's a team that's really benefiting from the system. What about London Irish? Imagine you are London yeah. Irish. You have. I'll just take one example. You have Alex Corbiziero. You get thirty thousand pounds towards his salary because he's come through the academy into the first team. You also get money because he's an English qualified player as you mentioned and also you'd be compensated when he's an England international yeah. mm-hmm. having come through so you're getting three different strands of money for Alex Corbiziero who then leaves to go to a club which has more financial muscle you then lose Alex Corbiziero you lose the £30,000 academy you lose the English qualified player money and you are left with a, a pot of money far smaller than you were able to pay Alex Corbiziero to replace him. Yeah. And you also lose his image rates from, from rapping too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's have a bit of uh, Corbiziero rapping at this point. That's a good shout, Jay. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of quiet, people on a diet. From a straight from his life, I don't deny it. Test me, uh, try it, start you don't it so buy it. I'm going to grab the microphone and start to that fly it. Up, up high, grab the mic Rats. and make you cry. I told you before we represent L.I. L-I London L-I Irish, you can't deny this. So, so sick, I you can buy this. Uh, there's Alex Corbiziero. So Northampton sign a great prop. Uh, they get the English qualified money. They get the RFU money to compensate him being an international. And London Irish have a hole in their squad and less money than they had. And when you add to that, the Armitage brothers, Jonathan Joseph, Matt Garby, Jamie Gibson, David Cece, Alex Gray, Adam Thompson, Alex Corbiziero, and there's Bloody others that I've not even remembered. They've produced some amazing young English players. On the downside, at least they've got uh, Garrity back. Yeah, well, they're glad about that one. So I think, I, th- I think the system's kind of screwing it. And it, my solution would be you keep some of those academy credits after a player leaves. Yeah, yeah that's you, absolutely right. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a good... 
That point about Covaciero gets me onto something that I was going to mention in the Sick Note 15, which is a bit of a conspiracy theory. Brian Smith last season, springtime last year, came out and said that Covaciero had a ge- degenerative knee injury that was potentially <gasps> career-threatening. Wow! Covaciero shortly after that disputed it and said no it's not at all and like since then he's gone on to play for um, the Lions and, and signed for Northampton so perhaps Brian Smith was saying that trying to basically put people off buying his wow. star player and retain uh, all of those additional credits again uh, we are um, speculating at best speculating and no, that's, no, no, that's... Phil made it clear that, that was a fact <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Brian uh, Smith, if he was here to defend himself, would, uh, would probably do just that. But an interesting thought, I don't know, Phil. Well, Brian Smith is always welcome. He is. Yeah. yeah. So You're always welcome. Right, I reckon, before we, I you mentioned the Sick Note 15, I reckon we should get into our Sick Note 15. We're going to do that in a second. But I reckon before that, we've got another rugby player singing today. Although I should say, we've got another, not, not got another rugby player. We've got another example of a rugby player singing because it was Ben Foden last week. And we've got another example of Ben Foden singing. Uh, him singing with his missus, Una. I don't know what the song is, but it's called Higher. Uh, here's Ben Foden. It is cheesy, but that's what we do, isn't it? All right, OK, you cheese it up. <laughs> what you doing, Ben? I'm doing nothing. Cos then at least I'm doing nothing wrong. Yeah, I'm gonna stay. Ben Foden. I feel positively amorous now. (laughs) (laughs) I came across an interesting little fact about Ben Foden that when he was at sale, he got the nickname Pop Idol because he missed... missed, It was either a training session or a game to audition for what was Pop Idol back in the day. So not actual Pop Idol. What? Not like a celebrity edition, the actual pop idol, because no one would know yeah, who Ben this, Foden this is. Was, this was like 2004, 2005. When he when... was coming through with Philippe Santandre at the helm and yeah. whatever it was at the time. So yeah, it wasn't the celebrity pop idol. That's either. a great bit of knowledge, Phil. <laughs> Certainly worthy of a knowledge bomb. Oh, ben, is that, is that for real? Knowledge. I believe so. Wow. Uh, so we go from uh, Ben Foden singing. Incidentally, that will be online at eggchasers.com, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Get in touch and uh, have your say and uh, get involved. And in fact, I want you to do just that on this that we're about to do now. It's the dream team. Uh, this is so called because uh, we'll wake up out of a, a dreamlike slumber and then come up with a stupid topic to pick a 15 on. Phil came up with Sick Note 15. Is this something personal, Phil? Because you're, you're a bit of a sick note yourself. Uh, I've had a few injuries in my time. I'm currently still injured. As it stands, 15 out of the last 36 months, I've been sidelined for. Really? Really. Wow. <laughs> so this 15 is the, the sick note 15. Pretty self-explanatory. We'll go 1 to 15. If you disagree or think there's another person more deserving of the shirt, as I say, get in touch at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, eggchasers.com, where you'll be able to find the 15. And number one, I bet we all agree on this one. Go on. Gethin Jenkins. Uh, <laughs> um, he, play, no. he played at the weekend, Gethin Jenkins. Did, did he? Yeah, for the first <laughs> time in a long time. That'll, that'll be his uh, game for this year. No, I'm going with Sylvan Morkinet. He went skiing six weeks before a World Cup, broke his leg and missed the World Cup. Oh, wow. Wow. 
Wow. That's fantastic. Are you allowed to do stuff like that? If you're an aloof Frenchman, I don't think you care. I, I, yeah. thought, I thought the contracts had he, that all covered he, up. He was probably skiing while smoking with a glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> One of the lads I played with a few weeks ago, um, saw him in the gym on Monday night, saw him at training on Tuesday night, and he was on crutches because he'd uh, been playing five-a-side football on the Monday night, gone over his, on his ankle. Have that, Sedgley. There's a couple of other loose heads. Go on. Oh, go um, on. Corby Sierra, as mentioned before. Keep it kind of quiet, people <laughs> on a diet. There we go, sorry. But also... Another England prop who has also had some musical indulgence in the past as well. Oh, right. I see where you're going. Andrew Sheridan. Oh, no. Um, what? Oh, yeah. He released an album. He did, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, we need to get some. So, 2010 uh, acoustic rock album called Where We Go From Here. Too long. Yes. Which was, <laughs> which was exactly where he went the year after. Um, but four, four operations in two years, uh, three shoulder operations, bicep. Broken ankle, bad back, bad neck, all kinds of stuff. Was that from? Was the bad back from carrying bricks from his other hobby? <laughs> he did. He was. He did. Bri- like, he's a bricklayer, and he's also a, also a carpenter. Here is Andrew Sheridan. But you don't like the way that we live. I sweated blood and I sweated tears. How strong are those? To give us some guitar strings. Steel cables. All the hurtful things that you say. Wow. I've kind of got respect for a man that can sound that tender when he's singing and yet bench press <laughs> four grown men. Can we see the artist? No, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, yeah, Andrew Sheridan's a good shout. And again, Sale have had a few players that they just got they, they got terrible deals um, out of. They they never got their money's worth out of Andrew Sheridan. Well, I mean, back, back to the... It won in the last couple of years. Can any of those loose heads play tighthead? Uh, Gethin Jenkins can. It's not a sick note, but no, I'm not going to say you and you and Murray's missed a lot of games. <laughs> 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 for religious, no, no, say it. Go for religious it. reasons. That's it, not a sick note. <laughs> it's pretty pretty much the same. Like this school kid going to into the uh, PE teacher's office saying, "Sir, sir, I can't play because because uh, God tells me not to." Well, I thought you were going to say about the kid who went. No. It was a massive World War Two fanatic and went in in his hit, went in in a Hitler costume. He went he went back to his mum, said we're we're having a World War Two day at school, and uh, he said to his mum, "I want to be Hitler." And uh, his mum got him a full on Hitler outfit. He went into school, got sent home, and he, he got told to go to the toilet and wash the moustache off. Wow. Uh, so we don't have a tight head, so let's just slot Gethin in at tight head then. Done. Uh, unless anyone can suggest something better at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Yes, uh, or eggchasers.com. Hooker. I've got one, but it's a code switch. Paul Wood. Oh, War- yes. Warrington Wolves. Grand final last year. Uh-huh. Ruptured his testicle. Um, played on for 20 minutes before he got taken off. Had it removed the following week. Well, he also had a quote saying, when I came out of hospital, I felt something was missing. <laughs> or something like that into the second row can I suggest another Sail Sharks um, terrible terrible value oh, I know they got going. out of Brent Cobain yeah. yeah the water carrier that's all you ever saw him doing was with the little H2O <laughs> bib on the most expensive water carrier in world rugby um, I've got one for you um, Osprey's James King who managed to rip off his ear on someone else's shorts <laughs> How is that possible? Don't know. Ask James King. Um, also shares his name with a film critic, so I thought I thought that, yeah, that, that's good. That, that was good on both counts. We had someone on Twitter, uh, Steve Braddock on Twitter, mention ah, mention Ali Williams. He did indeed. Um, who had a series of long-running Achilles problems, and I believe he went to Nottingham. To, he did to find part some, of his recovery. Yeah, six months to find some form. About six months before he then played and won a World Cup. 
Cobain Williams axis. Yeah. 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 Happy with that. Fine. Uh, back row then. Chris Mossery, not because he was injured, but because of an injury-related story. So I thought there's only one way to get it in, to shoehorn him in. In the top 14, a linesman uh, was hit after someone tackled the opposition into the linesman, resulting in Chris Mossery running the line for the second half. That was brilliant. Oh, really? Yeah, so honourable <laughs> mention to Mossery. I put him at seven, unless anyone's got a better seven. Lewis Moody. Ooh. Lewis Moody, Moody. a proper sick note. Yeah. The man's just a, a complete body wreck. When he was playing, he was mad dog moody, yeah. fearless, total disregard for his own body. And now he's being interviewed and he's very concerned about like um, the, the damage that concussion's done and all that kind of thing. So he's, he's really backtracked on his... Well, his if yeah. anyone's got concussion carefree. and damage from it, it's him. It is, it it is, yeah. His carefree attitude's uh, coming back to haunt him, unfortunately. Any other flankers? Joe Worsley. Again, yeah. another person. Didn't he get his, 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 his scrotum raked out by Jason Leonard, Paul, oh. Paul Wood style? What I've heard is that he was on the floor and this demonstrates pure pain. Because Joe Worsley, one of the hardest rugby players that, that, yeah. that there is, was. He was saying, I want my dad. I want my dad. You've got a grown man, British <laughs> Lion, England international, crying for his dad. I've got a friend of a friend who wants to climb to the flagpole and slid down. And do you know the things, the hooks, like the double-ended hooks? Which you... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, you know where, where, where this is going. <laughs> that, that reminds me of a, a story a few years ago, playing at Newbury, actually. Um, last game of the season... Uh, our hooker went down injured, went over on his ankle and was shouting, Major pain! Major pain! <laughs> so so we, were, we were going on a night out afterwards, like an end of season booze afterwards. And uh, he got he got made to be Major pain, <laughs> like, a, like a, an army Major pain. And he could dish out drinks all day. <laughs> Brilliant. And that's our Sedgley Park role. I reckon one that's the opposite, a back row that's the opposite of uh, a sick note is Imanol Aronordiki because uh-huh. Wayne Rooney recently has had that gash on his head yeah. and that stupid yeah. little contraption do you remember the yes. mask that Aronordiki uh, wore it was like a scuba <laughs> mask Yeah, it was incredible so he a... played on with a proper broken up face uh, Dan Ward-Smith met, I, I feel sorry for yeah. him as, oh, as a sick note the guy should have got an England cap yeah Oh, um, would have got an England one cap one for you uh, Chris Birch remember him? nope no it's Chris Birch second team flanker for um, for Astrad Minach Oh, yeah. Why didn't you say? Chris Birch. Chris yeah. Birch. Uh, yeah. It was a 19 stone flanker. Went to the gym and tried. And tried. <laughs> I know the story. <laughs> oh, God. I think I know this one as well. <laughs> tried to do a backflip yeah. and ended up slightly unconscious. <laughs> Daily Mail headline was 19 stone rugby player wakes up gay and becomes a hairdresser. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So, um, Chris Birch, God bless him, um, has lost, I think, 10 stone, quit his job in the bank. And is now a hairdresser living with his boyfriend. So, Chris Birch, best of luck. Wow. <laughs> Nothing to do with him waking up gay after giving himself a stroke by doing, <laughs> by doing a backflip. The that is the backflip. He's a 19-stone man doing a backflip. <laughs> what was he thinking? <laughs> but purely the fact that he, like you say, he was a 19-stone a um, flanker doing a backflip and give, gave himself a stroke. The fact that he then woke up as gay and became a hairdresser and gave up on rugby. That's just a bonus. That's, that's just, just an added bonus. Just, that's incidental. But, uh, yeah, oh, wow, that's incredible. What if you can get, get him on the show? Halfbacks then. Oh, more, more back for us. Oh, go on, come on then, Phil. Um, another sale player who they didn't quite Ooh. get value for money. Jason White. Henry Furry. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Shrek. Yeah, save we, Shrek. <laughs> mentioned, mentioned last week. <laughs> save Shrek. Tom Croft's got to be mentioned because he's mm. so injury prone. 
played only a handful of games last season with a broken vertebrae. This like second game this season. What, what's cruci- in the season? Cruci- cruci- yeah, so another six months out. He always manages Sorry. to time it really well, though, doesn't he? Like, yeah, he's hold on, there's, there's a World Cup coming up. Yeah. Right, I'll be fit for that. I'll go on, there's Lions. I'll oh, go on then. Yeah, come back for all the major tournaments. Schalkberger, he's got to get a mention for the last 18 months, which is it's absolutely awful. Mm. Um, injured his, I think it was his knee initially, had problems with his calf, then had surgery for a cystin that was pressing on his spine and when in hospital contracted bacterial meningitis. Oh, my God. And so, yeah, incredible like misfortune. So after 18 months, I think last weekend or t- two weeks ago, he played his first match back, played 20 minutes on the bench in the Curry Cup. And so he, he's he's still only 30. He's got 68 caps, been out for 18 months. That's some outstanding, outstanding uh, back rows there. Um, half-backs, I think we all know what 10's going to be. Come on, let's just give Johnny Wilkinson a 10 shirt. I think so. Um, the, Captain? The man, yeah, the man wearing the shirt. Dan Carter's got to get an honourable mention. And he he seems to only play for New Zealand these days. Yep. Uh, he reasonably famously went to Perpignan on a six-month contract, oh, yeah. played five games, ruptured his Achilles tendon after that. And so what was the highest-paid player played five games on a £600,000 contract? Wow. What, what, what about nine? Well, just one more ten. Um, another honourable mention for Quade Cooper, simply because of his sidestep against no one where he ruptured his crew shirt <laughs> against against Wales in the World Cup. Uh, no one touched him. He did a flamboyant sidestep and collapsed. Quick Cooper. Um, all right, then, into the centres. I, I do like this quote from Tom Shanklin, who was for, forever injured for Wales. He said, this is a great quote, I'm not injury prone. <laughs> I just get injured more regularly than other people. <laughs> <laughs> I struggled for centres. Andy, uh, Andy Farrell, How can maybe? you struggle for centres? You can go Shanklin and Henson if you wanted oh, to. Yeah. Henson, oh, Henson as well. But Andy Farrell, he was like, he, he barely stubbed a toe as a rugby league player. He stepped into the union code and he, he was never fit. It's a tough game, Sim. It's a tough game. I'm, I'm sure there'll be some more suggestions you'll come up with uh, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter, eggchasers.com. Uh, back three. From the world of rugby league... Um... <laughs> Is this going to be another obscure one? <laughs> no, John Wilkin. Um, suffered nerve damage whilst gardening. <laughs> Weirdrugbyinjuries.com. <laughs> yeah, so there, there is actually a website for this. Morgan no. Morgan Stoddart, the, the fullback. Um, Was that career threatening? Yeah, yeah, he had that Ooh. horrific broken leg after which. And Warren Gatlin never strikes me as the sort of person who, who'd sort of. He's quite a hard man, isn't he? Warren Gatlin said after Morgan Stoddart basically had his leg snapped in half, he said, uh, this is a direct quote, you've got to feel for him. We always joked about him and called him Glass and Crystal. Oh, God. <laughs> I hope he recovers quickly. Well, I think Gallon's a fine one to talk after falling off a ladder and fracturing both of his heels. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God, yeah, coach. Coach, yeah, director def- of rugby gats. Definite coach. Uh, Matthew Tate. Yes. Got these years out injured. Again, yeah. Sale didn't really get the money's worth. No. Oh, my God. Sale Sharks. Poor. Wasted. <laughs> yeah. They got such bad value out of so many players. What are they doing to them? <laughs> Another one, back three or fullback, uh, Juan Martin Hernandez. Oh yes, best best looking man in world rugby. That's, well, that's me done. At rugby podcast on Twitter, uh, eggchasers.com. Wait, I'll, I'll, I'll put, have one more. Oh come on then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the best sick note of all time, a team sick note. When, as you well know, the Manly Merlins had to play a team called Norths. Showed up with seven players. Uh, the rest were hungover. That. What? Yep. This they, is top flight. No, this is this is level this is level four in Sydney, oh. Sydney, Australia. Oh wow! Um, 
That the captain's stag was the night before, and as a result, they got kicked out of Grade Four rugby in Sydney. Wow! So that, team sick notes. That has reminded me of something else, actually. A team incident. Um, I think it was Russia Romania World Cup qualifier like 15 years ago. I can't remember which way round it was, but one of the teams was accused of drugging the other, the whole of the other team, putting uh, sedatives in the water. Wasn't, wasn't that the argument in the, uh, when South Africa won the World Cup in that, South that Africa? That was food poisoning, wasn't it? Uh, oh, alleged, alleged, alleged food, food poisoning. Food poisoning, but yeah, the, the Russian one. There's definitely something happened, or something was alleged. Wow! So we have our fifteen. Uh, eggchasers.com at rugby podcast on Twitter uh, and have your say um, I'll tell you what one thing I, I, want, I want to do because I, I think this is quite interesting I was stood um, on halfway between the two dugouts match announcing at the Sale Sharks versus Bath match at the AJ Bell Stadium mm. it took about by the way with that new stadium name it, it took everyone about two minutes to come up with the question which is the bell end uh, and it's the end where the away fans go actually it's the, <laughs> the AJ Bell end is, uh, is the one where all the away fans are uh, anyway I was stood next to one chap from BT Sport who was handing Sarah Elgin uh, a bottle of the bubbly that's awarded to the man of the match that got awarded to Danny Cipriani. And I took a picture of it, um, the bottle, because I thought, wouldn't it be interesting to find out what vintage it was? So I have found out what the man of the match bottle, the Aviva Premiership man of the match bottle of uh, Champers is. Uh, I've put a picture of it at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Uh, you can also have a look at eggchasers.com. I'll put the picture there. But let me tell you, gents, I need some French music for this. It is a uh, 1551 Codonui Raventos. Actually, I don't know why I'm doing a French word because it's actually it's Spanish. <laughs> it's actually, I'm doing that. It's not champagne at all. It's carver. What? It's, uh, it's carver. It's not champagne. Um, champagne is from a particular region in France. It's a sparkling wine, you have to call it, from, ca- from Catalonia. Codonui Raventos. And um, it's uh, a brute with a brilliant straw yellow colour and fine, delicate and persistent bubbles. Sounds delicious. Intense aromas of pineapples and stone fruit, plus more classic citrus and apple. On the palate, it has a creamy texture, a good body with a persistent mouthfeel. Guess the cost of the of a bottle of Plonk for the man of the match well, in the Viva Premiership. Top level, top level sport, 70 quid. £10.99. Wow. wow. It is actually cheaper. It's actually cheaper than the Super League equivalents. I love the Super League equivalent. The Super League equivalent is champ- or champagne bottles with big soup. Heinz, <laughs> Heinz big soup brand, brand bubbly. Nothing I like more on a freezing Yorkshire night than to be hit by big lumps of vegetables. <laughs> lumps of vegetables. Spraying that around the, the shop. <laughs> Pouring that in the... Uh, Guessing the all... Super League trophy or the Super League Cup. <laughs> to be honest, I reckon, uh, I reckon after a night on the beers, the Wigan Warriors were probably spraying vegetables everywhere. <laughs> come, come about 3am, weren't they? <laughs> <laughs> right, I reckon, looking, looking ahead to the fact that we've got the European matches coming up, but we've also got, just beyond that, the Autumn Internationals on the way. Just a quick question then. Any guys that you might have seen in the Aviva Premiership matches so far... England guys that are just off the radar that you reckon could could make a late charge and maybe make a squad, maybe the Saxons with a view to being an England international uh, in the next year. Burrell, just because of his form. Oh yeah, not uh, I not, mean, not only his form but also uh, look at who the current England centres are. Bar- Barrett and Tuolagi are both out for the. He's whole, not he's the, not dissimilar to, to either of them. Yeah, and he's, and he's the, he really developed his game since uh, from Leeds and Sale with Northampton. He can offload and uh, but there's very stiff competition in the centre. He who would you pick? England centres. Uh, if you were Stuart Lancaster and picking a team for this weekend, who would it be? 
I reckon 36 has got to be in there. Mm. Yeah, he's done all right. Um, whether you could move Burrell to outside centre very much in the Tulagi rule, or whether you'd be better playing someone like Joseph or Tompkins. Where do you place Kyle Eastman in all this? I, I like Eastman. I think his, his distribution is very good and his footwork, second to none besides Christian Wade in young English. And, he, and he plays at 12 too. Yeah, <laughs> playing at 12. The guy we mentioned before on the radar, and I'd love to see him on a big stage, is uh, Ewers. Dave well, Ewers. you say D- Dave Ewers, Exeter Chiefs, number eight. What? He can truck the ball up, can't, can't he? Can't he just? Yeah, and, and back row, there could potentially be uh, Sam Dickinson. a position open mm-hmm. because Rob Troll's injured, although we're not sure exactly how, well, as this goes out, I'm not sure how long it... I think had he stayed fit, um, in fact a potential for a sick note 15 just uh, in the last couple of years, Carl Ferns, had he stayed fit, I think he could have been challenging for an England spot. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Vunipola will be, I think he should be starting at eight for England in, in the Autumn Internationals. Here's my uh, sleeper off the radar, although after a really good performance at the weekend, I think a lot more people have... Uh, uh, sitting up and taking notice, but the last couple of years watching Tommy Taylor up close, I think he's ready for Saxons, and he uh, he would be a really good addition, like a really good third hooker, bright future. Very good. Um, others on the wing, Johnny May might get an opportunity. If he loses the cycling shorts, I think Johnny May's ready <laughs> for international rugby. Yeah. Isn't, isn't that a requisite of playing for Gloucester though? Like <laughs> Tyndall always does it. Yeah, but you don't need the ones that go right down Sh- to your knees. Sharples does it. Sharples does do it. Uh, yeah, it's been the it's been the Gloucester back three. You've got to be balding or or wear like <laughs> long shorts. James and... Simpson, Daniel should have been in the six. James Simpson. Oh god, that was suggested on Twitter. Was... That gents is is a, is a podcast. That is uh, episode five of the Egg Chasers Rugby Podcast. Uh, JB, Phil, nice one. Cheers, Tim. Cheers, Tim. Uh, and uh, eggchasers.com, at Rugby Podcast on Twitter. Thank you very much for listening. Um, subscribe and I'll make sure the next one gets delivered straight to you. Uh, should we have Ben Foden singing us out? Oh, yes, please. Let's do it. What you doing, Ben? I'm doing nothing. Cause then at least I'm doing nothing wrong. Yeah. I'm gonna stare on my own and turn off my telephone. Nothing's gained and nothing's Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.